Glory to God. Hope you don't mind the glasses. That's just an indication that you need to pray for me. That I might be like, uh, who was it, Caleb at 85, still being able to have good, strong eyes, eh? Praise God. I like this look, really. That's good, eh? When I was a boy, I used to have many people look at me like that. Are you having fun this morning? Yeah. Awesome. You know, uh, we've been speaking about the Father's heart, and it's fantastic. I just love my God, my dad. Ah, I, love just, I love his loving embrace. I love to feel the waves of love that just come from him. Powerful stuff, life-transforming stuff, yeah? Experiencing it, just not knowing about it in my head. You know, there are people that live from their head, you know. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you are an awesome God. You are a happy God. You have, you have set your love upon us. You have, you have redeemed us. You have blessed us. You are for us. You're even happy about us being here together with you and with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, we just acknowledge your presence here. Ah, your royal majesty, Lord Jesus Christ, but yet you brought us very close. You're very much like a brother to us. You are our kinsman redeemer. You're the one who gave your life for us. You're like the older brother who, who has blessed us. And we want to thank you that you're so willing to share uh, your place with us. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, it's amazing. You wanted to bless us with the same love that the Father had for you. And you're not selfish in any way. And we just want to thank you for that. We feel much confidence in your love. Your love is perfect love. Your love is that which casts out all fear, Lord. And I just want to welcome you here. Father God, just have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way in the congregation today. Bless us all together. We love to have fun with you, our God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. Sometimes we just live from here and think that, boy, does God want you to experience that. It's fun. I just can't wait to get together on Sundays. I was wondering if we should have uh, the Sunday service twice a week. Maybe we could have it on Wednesday and then on Sunday again, eh? Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Last week I was asking that question, uh, 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 the title of the message, and it flows over into this week, at home with God. Are you at home with God? Are you really at home with God? Do you just feel like totally at home with God? Last week we had a couple of points in the message, and one was... Uh, God, God's your dad and he's not angry with you. You don't need to stay a long way away and you don't need to beat yourself up. He's your dad and he's not angry with you. He understands everything that goes through your suite. He understands all that you experience in life, your actions and your reactions. He understands it all. He knows where the source of it is. But he wants to become the source for you of all life, blessing, glory, hallelujah. God's your dad and he's not angry with you. We asked that question last week, uh, or made that statement. It's not just enough uh, to ask, do you believe in God? What's more important, what kind of God do you believe in? You know, some of us have grown up thinking God's a God that is, uh, we can't approach and uh, he's so holy and we're so bad and, and uh He's got, he, if we put our foot out of line, he's going to come down with a big stick and give us a hard time. But he's not like that. He's a happy God. He's a good dad. He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. It's good news. And your father delights in you. That was point number two from last week. Your father delights in you. 
He actually delights in you just as he delights in his son Jesus. You go, what, me? That can't be right. He does. He delights in you. You can trust him fully for everything in your life. He won't let you down. You might not always get the right the outcome that you think, but he leads you and guides you through life. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, verse 3 says, As for the saints who are in, on the earth, this is David speaking, they are the excellent ones in who is all my delight. God speaking. Guess what God feels about us, about his people. The saints on the earth, God delights in us. We're his sanctified ones, set apart ones, blessed, given the righteousness of Christ. Glory to God, and he delights in us. We don't have to earn his delight. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. He loved us when we were unlovely. Glory to God. Ah, at home with God. At home with God. Awesome. Now, the third point I want to bring out today is that your God, I know you've already, uh, you've already gotten on to this, but your God, your dad, your heavenly father is a happy God. He's a happy God. Man, can, can you, could you recognize how happy he is? Could you imagine how happy he is? Like you come here on a Sunday morning and this is like a happy, clappy church, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I was brought up really, really conservative. But man, I'm having the time of my life being an excite. You know? Over the last 11 years, God's brought us on a real journey as a family. And it's great being in a happy, clappy church. Hallelujah. We are that church. Glory to God. God's not boring. God's not gloomy. The exact opposite is true. He loves to be God. He's completely secure. He, he's not taken by surprise at anything that goes on in your life. He knows all things. He was, before any of us were here, he knew the end from the beginning. And he, and he takes pleasure in everything that he does. He is a happy God. You know, when you look at, um, say, that, uh, I think it's Blue Planet. Have you looked at Blue Planet on TV and just seen the amazing creation and all? The, I don't watch it very often, but when I do, I'm just going, wow. Some of those pictures and, uh, are just so stunning. And when we see uh, the, the, the planet that we live in, and what God has created is, is just awesome. The colors, just, just the way everything works. You know, that speaks of our creator, God, our dad. He is so colorful. He's so happy. He's so alive. Everything, is, it's, it's just amazing. I don't know what words can explain it. He's enthusiastic, is our God, about serving his people, his children, his family. He's very much family orientated. He puts the lonely in families. If you're lonely here today, you don't need to be lonely anymore. You've come to the right place, to the Excite Fanu. We're one with the Father, one with the Son. We're all one together. Why? Because we all walk the same path or go through the same. No, because He has made us one. He has made us accepted in His Son. And because we feel secure and accepted, we accept one another. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. So he's passionate about serving 
his people. He's enthusiastic about us. And he works for our good. And he wants our good. And he's always interested in our welfare and well-being, both eternally and present in this world. Hallelujah. For example, God says to Jeremiah in, in uh, Jeremiah 32, verse 40 and 41. I know you um, know all this stuff off by heart, but if you've got a Bible, you can look it up. If you've got an iPhone, iPad, you can look it up. But Jeremiah 32, verse 40 and 41, and it says, God speaking, God says, And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Man, it was good being at the wedding last week, eh? It's not a contract, it's a covenant. It's going to last a lifetime. Hallelujah, we declare that, we believe that, we commit to each other for life. You know, Tuesday I've been with Ruth, 25 years we've been married. Come on, come on, that's a silver wedding, come on. Woo, hallelujah. But God's going to make an everlasting covenant with them. And I will not turn away, this is God speaking from from, them, from doing them good, that's from you too. We can take this and uh, make it our own by faith. I know he's talking about the children of Israel, but that's us. We are God's chosen people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, set apart by God for blessing. So he says, I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. That word fear means absolute reverence. We're just in awe of this God. We just, we just, we just totally love him. There's none like him in all the earth. We're not, we're not scared of him. Boy, we would be if he wasn't our redeemer and he hadn't saved us and uh, he had actually given us the judgment that we deserve. But no, no, he is a God greatly to be feared, held in absolute reverence. He is, he is above and beyond anything you could imagine. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say in verse 41, Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. Do you know your father rejoices over you to do you good. It makes him happy when he does good for you. And he's got so much good for you. You better believe it. It's coming your way. Just accept it. Receive it. And he says, I will assuredly plant them in this land and, and with all my heart and with all my soul. You know, God's got a good land for you. You know, for the children of Israel, he took them out of Egypt, out of bondage, where there was not enough. He took them through the wilderness, where there was just enough. And perhaps, perhaps you've come out from the world, but you're sort of holding between two opinions. And you've got one foot in the world and one foot along at church on a Sunday. And you're just eking out an existence, and you're just getting by. And you're living in the land like in the wilderness, but, but you know there's more. And he, wants, he doesn't want you just staying in the land where there's just enough. He wants to take you to the land of Canaan where there's more, of the, more than enough. And that land, that good land, as we always say, is Christ Jesus our Lord. All the blessings that God has given us in His Son. We can stand in Him. We stand on that holy ground, that rock of salvation. We, we don't have to fight for the ground, Ephesians 6 says, having done all to stand. Put on the armor of God. Walk by faith, stand firm on the ground that he's given us. Mate, it is ours, it is yours in Christ. And he says, I will assuredly plant them in this land and with all my heart and with all my soul. Jesus said in John, so that's what God said. Jesus said in John 15 verse 11, he says, These things I have spoken to you, he says to his disciples, that my joy may be in you. So God's not just a happy God. 
Jesus isn't just a happy, happy person. People were attracted to Jesus. Believe me, he was really, really happy. Now, but he says he wants that happiness, that joy to be in us. Well, that's good, isn't it? Are you happy here this morning? You might think, what are these crazy people doing, jumping up and down at the front and throwing their hands in the air and being happy? How crazy. God just enjoys that. Sometimes we get too old too soon, don't we? Sometimes the older ones are younger than the young ones. Hey, I see the old ones getting into it. Hallelujah. They're not old. We never grow old. We're mature. I suppose I get accused of being immature sometimes, but I'm comfortable with that as well. Paul writes, that's not me, by the way. This is in the Word. He says in 1 Timothy, that's Paul the Apostle. He says in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 11, and he speaks there and writes of the glorious gospel of the blessed God. The blessed God. That word blessed means happy God. He wanted to tell them of the, the, the good news, the gospel, not bad news, the good news, the glorious gospel of the happy God. Happy God. God is happy. That's awesome, eh? He's your dad. He's not angry with you, but he's happy. He delights in you, he, and he's happy. I hope that makes you feel like drawing nearer to him this morning. I hope that makes you feel more at home with God. That's why I asked that question last week. Are you at home with God? Are you at home with God? And you've got to be honest with yourself. We're not here. We don't want you to jump up and say, yes, I am, or no, I'm not. But just be honest with yourself. And if you're not really at home with God, well, you can be at home with God. Hallelujah. The good news is that he invites you, God invites us, I should say, to enter into this happiness, into this blessing, into this joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It also says a merry heart does a good like a medicine. I often like to quote those things, those verses, but it is, it does. You've got to take your daily medicine, and if you've been sad all week, you shouldn't be. And hopefully you come along here with this happy, clappy crowd here at Excite and you take your medicine. God wants you to be happy. But he doesn't want it to stop when we walk out of here. He wants that happiness to invade our community, the joy of the Lord, and just to go on our way rejoicing. Hallelujah. There's so many de desperate, needy people out there that are, that are depressed and uh, in great need. And, and, and many, many, sadly, do have a lot of reason to be uh, sad and down, and but yet for us as believers in our God and our Heavenly Father, walking through life with Him, even when we come against great trials, we can be happy and we can rejoice. Hallelujah. There were many people martyred, as I've said before, and they went to their martyrdom, they went rejoicing. They went singing praises. Not all of them, but God, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm 16, verse 9 to 11, it says, Therefore my heart is glad. David wrote that, King David, or the shepherd boy David. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. And then he says, In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wow. That's exciting. I love it. Boy, it's getting warm in here. Eh? Is that me? Am I, am I just... 
The fire is burning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, we just come back from being on holiday, and uh, we've been on a lot of jumbo jets and planes. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of, I was thinking through the week of uh, God, our dad, and I was thinking of him. And, and there was a time in my life when I felt really distant to God, you know. And, and, and uh, you know, some of these jets are pretty big, eh? We went on those A380s, huge. They take about 700 people. Massive, you know, 17-hour flight. Some of those can go for almost 20 hours without refueling. That's insane. They're ginormous, hundreds and hundreds of tons sitting up there 10 kilometers, well, even up to just about 12K in the year, you know? Well, maybe 11, maybe 11. 11 or 12. 40,000 feet, they get pretty close to 40,000 feet. That would be 12 kilometers. That's, that's very high. But when you look at one of those uh, A380s, because I did this quite a bit with uh, Evangeline. We were over in Switzerland, and at one stage, I think we counted 16 jets. Mate, it's a, it's a highway over there. We live here in New Zealand, and you might see a jet go over every now and then throughout the day. You can count, you can count a whole lot in the sky. It was about a half an hour period, I think we got up to 20 in, in half an hour. They're going in all angles. Some of them look as though they're about to hit each other, but they're on different levels. any rate, when you... Thinking of God, our dad, when you look at him from a distance, when you look at that A380, it looks very small up there. It looks about, it actually looks about that big. If it wasn't for the tail that it's got behind it, you probably wouldn't hardly see it. You know what I mean? 10K up. You know, I think some people, God's a bit like that to some people, and, and, he, and he's a long way away, and he's this really strict dad, he's his strict father, and he's, and he's really small, but all that they're going through in life in this last week and their work and, oh, this has happened and that's happened is very big and it's right before their face. But then there's other Christians that uh, sometimes think that they might have a bigger God than others, you know, and uh, they're standing there right at the airport and the, and, and, and the A380 is right in front of them and they go, wow, this is big. And they're thinking, oh, I've got a big God. Hallelujah. Some people think, my God's bigger than yours and, you know, he's this big. But even that's not near enough, you know. God wants us to be closer than just standing and at church on a Sunday. This could be the airport right here and looking at the A380. He wants us to be closer than that. He wants us to come on board with him. He wants us to, uh, he wants us to take us through life and take us higher than we thought we could ever go. Take us to places we never thought we could go to. He wants to defy gravity, to defy the natural laws in this life. You know, that's our God. When you hop in that plane, we have sometimes more faith in a jumbo jet going up there so high than we do having God to just lead us through life. God wants you to be really right at home with him. And he's like that A380. He wants you to come on board. You know, when, you, when you're working during the week and, and, and you've got to go on a holiday, when you go on a holiday, you stop working and you go on the plane and you sit down and instead of preparing the meals, they bring it all to you. And that's pretty good, isn't it? And I'm not saying God wants us to be lazy, but he wants us to come on board. And he said, my yoke is easy, Jesus said, and my burden is light. And, and it's going to be a lot easier being on board totally with God. It may mean we go through more trials in life than we've ever gone through before, but we come out uh, much better the other end. 
He wants you to come on board. The door of the A380 could be Jesus. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And Jesus is like the door into all the favor and the blessing of God. You know, God ministers to us. When you get on that A380, uh, you have all the stewardesses. They come and do you want a drink? Do you want this? You push a button and out, and then they come and see you. Not that I bother doing that, but you can if you need to. But that you don't need to most of the time because they're there all the time. Hebrews 1 tells us about God's angels, his messengers from heaven. They're serving us. And he says there, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are my people or those who go to church? No, those who shall be heirs of salvation, those who have not yet come into the inheritance and received their blessing yet. He still sends out the angels. When I was 17, I hit a car head on with a motorbike. I rode off a Holden Ute with a KL250 head on. And thankfully, I was not a believer then. I was living a terrible lifestyle then. But God had sent out his angels because he knew one day I was going to be an heir of salvation. And he sent out his ministering spirits to watch over me. And he preserved me. And I could have been dead like that. Our family, we've got eight in the family. and We've had so many accidents and no one's been killed. I've got school friends I grew up with. Quite a number of them have had an accident or something's happened and they're now in eternity. God is a merciful God. He's a great God. God is for us, and He serves us, and He blesses us. He doesn't want us to be God, but He does want us to receive what He has for us. Praise God. Just catch your breath and just meditate on that for a minute right there. I hope you're taking notes. Hallelujah. Now, the, tr the thing is, when we understand our Father's love for us, that He loves us so much, and is a happy, and we understand that he's a happy God. We will run to him with confidence. And the other thing is, we will have sincere repentance. We'll have a change of heart. When we are recipients of his love, his grace, and his blessings, we will not want to do throughout the week the things that we want to do and forget about God and only remember him on Sunday. We will have a change of heart. We will walk and live a different lifestyle than the people of the world around about us. Our life will shine out a light and an example to others around about us. And that's so important. And so uh, we will have sincere uh, repentance. We will run to Him instead of running away from Him. Uh, and um, we will not uh, run away feeling that condemnation and shame in our lives. And God wants us to be at home with Him. He really does. Not just knowing about Him in our head, but knowing Him personally. Not just knowing that He loved me because the pastor said or the Bible said or someone told me in my life group that He loves me and even though I don't feel loved, I'm still loved. And that's just, in, that's just living in here. God wants you to experience the waves of love. Our brother was uh, sharing this morning how that... Um, he felt in the prayer time this morning the presence of our God right there. And I felt it too. And when we're praying for Ruth, I felt it. You feel waves. You can feel the Holy Spirit. You can feel the waves of love. You can feel the waves of the presence of the Spirit of God moving through your being. Hallelujah. God wants you to draw near. He wants you to be at home with Him. So Jesus is that door into the A380. He's the door into lasting, eternal joy. 
Hallelujah. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. God wants us to be joyful. You know, Winston uh, Churchill said, and I, was, uh, I must have been watching something on the plane. I think I watched that uh, thing about Winston Churchill on the, on the plane. You get a bit bored and say, so I was looking for something to watch. It's very hard to find something that's uh, clean and, and not just uh, filling my mind with negative stuff that God, my dad, wouldn't be happy about because I walk in relationship with him. So I'm a, I was actually quite limited to watch I could wa- what I could watch. I found a couple of things, and that was about all. But that's because I care about the relationship that I have with my father, and I wouldn't want to do anything to grieve him. And I don't want to, I understand that everything that I sow into, into my heart and into my life will bear fruit after its own kind. So I'm very careful to what I let into my life and what I sow in my gar- the garden of my heart. And I know all of you guys are the same. And you take great care uh, at what you watch and what you look at and what you let your children watch. So that's really good. I want to encourage you. Good on you. Hallelujah. That's, that's what Christians do. Yeah, because we walk in relationship with a great and eternal God. So Winston Churchill, he says, and this was through some of Britain's darkest hours, he said, he says, success is not final. Ooh. And that made me stop and think, success isn't final. You know, in life, we, we go through life, we might be part of a team or we might win a game or, or uh, we might have a win at work or we might be successful in an area, we go, yes, that is good. But success isn't final. There's other trials, there's other days to go through. But then he said this, and that's all right, because we got our dad. It's no drama. Success is not final, but he says, failure is not fatal. For the believer, I thought that's just right. Failure is not fatal. Failure, if I fail as a pastor... One day, I'm not going to get all introverted and introspective about myself and, or even as a dad with my kids. Sometimes I've failed and I felt that wasn't the right thing to say. That wasn't good to do that. Or as, as a manager in my business, sometimes uh, there's been failure, but it's not fatal. It's not fatal. Don't be afraid of failing. Don't be so scared of trying something that you're scared of failing that you don't want to do it. Failure is not fatal. We fail forward or we fail up. It's it's how you get experience in life. I'm not encouraging you just to fail all the time. But it's no drama. God's got our back. Glory to God. We're free from all those terrible feelings of guilt and condemnation that would come against us because we trust in a happy God, a God who is for us and not against us. Praise his name. How does your father feel when he looks at you? That's something you can ask yourself. Think about it just for a moment. When your father, God, your dad, your heavenly dad looks at you, how do you think he feels? That's an important question to ask. Because the view of your view of how he feels about you is really going to affect the way you live in this world. It really is whether you're a secure person or an insecure person, whether you're walking secure in his love. Yeah? It's one of the most important questions in our spiritual journey that we could ever ask. How does my heavenly Father feel about me? I think it's important not to go by our feelings. You know, we live in a world today, I watch a lot of news now, the last couple of years, and... uh, 
I'm very interested in what's happening in America and different places. I watch even news reporters and how they report the news. You know, we're living in a society in a day-to-day where there's no, there tends to be no absolute truth. You know, people that have come through universities and with the professors teaching, you know, just what you feel is right, you know. People are living by their feelings. They can actually believe and have a wrong attitude and no one pulls them up and they don't pull themselves up. There's just no absolute truth. And uh, we don't want to be, the people of God, as the people of God, we don't want to be like that. Just living from our feelings. If it feels right, do it. We need to come to the Word of God and find out, what does our Father say? You know, when you look at that, like I was saying, at the, the blue, that blue planet, and when you see how much God's created and how great and awesome is our God, and you look up the starry heaven at night and you just think, or when you travel on an A380 around the world and you think, 17 hours on one flight, and you think, man, we're living on a big planet. And he created all this, and this was our dad. It's what he thinks that would count more than me. We're so limited. Our, the capacity of our minds, even though it might be a lot, is very limited compared with God. Even the capacity of every one of our minds here or everyone in New Zealand or the 7 to 8 billion people in the world is still far smaller than what the capacity of our God is. If I wanted counsel, if I wanted to, to know uh, what my father thought of me, I wouldn't go by my feelings. I wouldn't listen to my feelings. I would go to his word and I'd find out what his word says, what he thinks of me, what his plan is for me, and I'd let that be the truth. It's important today that we don't be like the rest of the world. We get bombarded in the media and with all this stuff um, and social media and that, and everyone's, it's all about how people feel. We need to come back to what the truth is and what God, our, what our God feels about us. Hallelujah. And we're going to be a happy people. We'll experience uh, walking with our awesome dad, a good God. You know, it's God's love that wins our thankfulness and our devotion to Him. It really is. It's not the fact that He's bigger than me, and if I don't do what I'm told, well, then I'm in trouble. Same with our kids, actually. We can just nag and nag our kids. Don't do that. Don't do this. It's our love that ultimately wins their devotion. Same at school. If you're a teacher, you know, you put up a sign, don't step on the grass, they'll step on the grass. Wet paint, they'll touch the wet paint to see if it's wet. Don't touch wet paint. Don't do that. You know, some people, some parents, some parents there, don't do that. And I know we've slipped into that sometimes to ourselves. Got to, got to talk about what's at home first before we point the finger. Three pointing backwards. And, and they're nagging their kids. I told you, don't do this, don't do this. You know, and it's like, and they went, oh, my kids are so naughty. They're terrible. And it's because they're just fruit that's fallen from the tree. They're fruit, bringing forth fruit after a kind. And we need to start speaking the truth over their lives. And our dad's truth. And let's see them being his kids. Hallelujah. And that's a journey. And there's such a thing as patience and endurance <laughs> and faith in our God. Glory to God. It's not always easy bringing up kids. It's not hard either. It's a great blessing. If I look back over the, we've got four children, only four, uh, but it's a great blessing. I look back and, and I just see what a wonderful blessing. You know, people told us when we were younger how bad it would be with teenagers, and we rebuked that. Every, every word spoken against us, we condemn. That's our right. They said, you wait till they're teenagers, they'll be terrible. 
or the terrible twos even. They started two years old, a poor little innocent kid. The terrible twos. Every word spoken against us, we condemn. No, 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 it's going to be right. There have been, I, I, I have heard that there's been other people that have been this way before. We're not the only ones. We will get through. We have a great God. We're not going to receive negative words. Hallelujah. God is great. Let him come near. Let him come right near. And he wants you to draw near to him. The Bible says draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. He's got a door and he wants us to walk right into the A380. He wants us to be right at home with us. He has chosen us in Christ. He didn't choose us outside of Christ. Just now say that uh, the A380 is Jesus, like the ark. He didn't choose us to be outside of Christ, looking at Christ from the tarmac. No, he wants us in Christ. He wants us enjoying all the benefits. Hallelujah. And he's given that all to us in Christ. But you can stand outside and you can say, it looks beautiful and I know all that. I've been there. I've been to church. It doesn't work. Well, you're not in Christ. God has you in Christ, but you're not in your walk, experiencing it. You're not receiving it by faith. Step on in. Come on board. Hallelujah. Welcome home. That's why we have welcome home. Welcome home to Jesus. Hallelujah. God just delights in us too. He's a happy God. And I'll finish on this note. Oh, look at that. I've beaten the band today. I'll finish on this note. He delights in seeing his kids. He delights in seeing his kids open their presents. I do. Christmas time, and they go, oh, thanks, Dad. You know, this week we had to get, uh, we came back from overseas, we had to get Evangeline a new bike. And she's just tickled pink, a new push bike. She's tickled pink about that. And it gave us much joy. She goes, oh, thank you, Dad. She comes up and hugs me. I really appreciate you giving me the bike. I you know? And we as parents just love to watch our kids open the presents, even at Christmas, you know? Christmas morning, we take photos. Let's do it slowly. Let's take one turn each. Don't just tear all the stuff off. Let's watch what everyone gets. You know, it might take two hours, but that's all right. And we just enjoy that. God enjoys us opening all that he has and coming into the good of all that he has given us in Christ. And if that means he's here on Sunday with us, and he always is, and he's always with us during the week, we are the temple of the living God. We take him everywhere we go. Praise his name. But he, he's just happy. I want you just to feel right at home and right happy with God, not just on a Sunday morning, but as you walk through life during the week. I want your life to be impacted by the presence of Almighty God. Even Jesus, he said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. But that's one thing to just know that in our head. is another thing to walk in that and to experience it and to walk by faith and not by sight. We are a faithful people here at Excite, and I just want to encourage you as you get up, as we sing this song together, we're going to sing it from a faithful position. Praise God. In Christ, new creatures. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you don't feel you're on the A380, if you haven't come on board with God this morning, now's the time to do so. Come and see Ruth or I afterwards or one of the leaders. We're happy to pray with you and lead you up those steps onto the A380. And we're going to fly higher than this earth. We're going to defy gravity. We're going to have a great week this week. In our God, in our Lord Jesus Christ, let's stand and sing together as we rejoice in Him. Amen. I've been a 